Today we're starting a new series just for sun, this Sunday and the following Sunday, and it's called Finish Strong. And I want to put up this quote real quick from Eric Thomas. He says, I realize the secret to success is finishing. There's the secret. You just need to finish, isn't it? Sometimes people say, well, if you want to have success, you need more money, you need a new car, you need to get this job, you need to do this so that you can be successful. But what he's saying is that all you need to do is just finish. And when you are finished, not just to finish, but to finish strong. Amen? Come on, are you going to finish strong this year? I said, I'm going to finish strong, right? So yesterday morning, I had a, a, a catch up with, with Jade, and we actually booked this already two weeks ago. So it was just going to be a coffee and kind of a bit of a hangout. And when Jade messaged me back, he said to me, hey, let's not just go for coffee, but let's go for a run as well. And I mean, as you guys know, I love running. <laughs> I love getting out there on the road, <laughs> you know, doing my thing. But I had, an, I had an opportunity or moment where I could have said to him, nah, it's okay, we'll just do the coffee. But I thought, well, since he's asked so nicely, let me just respond and say yes, you know. So I said to him, no problem, I'd love to go, go for a run. And, and yesterday morning, he arrived at my place. And I mean, he was like, he was just, he was ready. He had his watch and he was doing stuff with his watch. I was like, what's going on here? And I found out something very interesting yesterday is that this young lady that's sitting here in the front, this man had to pay a price to get this lady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're busy running up the hill. He says to me, uh, did I ever tell you my father-in-law said if I want to marry his daughter, I need to run 42 Ks with him and finish it. So this man, come on, give it up for Jade. You know, and, and here's the thing is, you can tell that he finished strong. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's a word right there. Uh, next week, I'm going to get Jade up here. He's going to come and encourage you and he's going to bless you. Amen. But um, something that I, that I really took note of yesterday was that, like I said earlier, it was just his preparation. And I noticed that he, he knew how far we were going to run. He knew how fast we were going to run. And he knew what route we were going to take for our run. And I can tell you now, there were some moments where I was running up that hill and I was like, Lord, you got to be with me. I don't know, I'm going to get through this, this moment, right? But he was so prepared that he even knew where we were going to run and when we were going to stop and when we were going to walk. The whole, he had the whole thing mapped up. Why? Because the idea, and even if he didn't know it, was that he wanted me to finish strong. And because he had prepared for that, there's a quote that says, preparation creates confidence which produces momentum. And I believe that he, if he wasn't prepared yesterday, we would have probably kind of try and find our way how we're going to get there. So if we want to finish strong in 2023, or sorry, 20, to step into 24 with momentum, there has to be preparation that has to be made. Amen? So the year starts now. I don't want you to wait till the 31st of December and say the year is going to start then. The year starts now. And if you put in the work right now, if you prepare over the next six or eight weeks, I'm telling you now, you're going to step into the new year with momentum and you're going to finish strong. Amen? And this reminded me of, uh, of the story of David. If we look at David's life, uh, the Bible says that as David was about to take Goliath's head off, he, he, the Bible says he ran towards Goliath. And as he was running towards him, he reached down into his pocket and he found some, he found some stones. And, and people think that when you look at the story that he defeated Goliath, yes, he did, 
But actually the power of the story lies in the stones. Because here's the thing, David was prepared. If David wasn't prepared, he wouldn't have taken out Goliath, amen? And I love David says, he says, my confidence is in God. I am confident, why? Because I prepared. People that are prepared are confident and what happens, it produces momentum going into a new season, amen? And here's the thing, guys, is that we're talking about finishing strong, is that some people will finish strong. And unfortunately, some people won't finish strong in 2023. But how many know that if you are at that place where you feel like, I don't know if I'm going to finish strong, the year's not finished yet. Come on. I said the year's not finished yet. There's still eight weeks left. And if you make some changes now, if you rewrote now, that you will set yourself up to go into the new year finishing strong. Amen. So I started thinking about why is it that some people will make it through the year strong? And it's this word that came up, stewardship. If you are a good steward with what God's given you, you will, end, will finish the year strong. And what is, what is stewardship? It means that you have been given a task and the job is to take care of something. That's it. God wants you to take care of what? The number one thing that we all got on the 1st of January this year was you got time. You've got time. You got time. We all got the same time. But sometimes the problem is we get to a place like we get on the 1st of November and we just feel like, man, I just feel tired. I just feel like this year needs to end already. It's like there's so much has been going on. And, and people said, man, I'm going to take, I'm rather going to take a break. But if you really look at it from this perspective is that normally you need to ask yourself, why did I get to this place? Could it be that it wasn't really a long year? Could it be that it was just a season where you weren't a good steward with the time that God gave you? And therefore you ended up to the place where you are now feeling tired, the year's not finished yet. It's like, can we just close the business so that I can get into 2024? And I'm telling you now, that is not the mindset, that is not the attitude, that is not what you need to finish strong. But like I said, we still have eight weeks left, amen? Hello? We still have eight weeks left. There's still time that we can be good stewards with what God has given us, amen? So I, I wanna land you on, on Matthew 25 from verse 14 to 13. And this is the parable of the bags of gold. That's a nice title, right? The bags of gold. And verse 14, this is Jesus speaking. He says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So the story is about uh, this master, the owner. He was going away and he gave different talents, bags to his servants. And verse 15 says, to one he gave five bags of gold to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. You gotta understand, one bag equaled one year's salary, which was about $25,000. Wouldn't you like a boss like that? He says, yes, 25,000. You know, yes, not 25, yes, five of that, and yes, two of that, amen? And he says, then he went on his journey, and the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. How many know that he was a good steward? He said, man, the master's giving me something. I'm gonna multiply what he's given me, amen? And then verse 17 says, so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off. He dug a hole in the ground and he hit his master's money. How many know that's noble, right? 
you've given, him, you've given me something, so I'm just going to go and hide it. So when you come back, I'm going to give it back to you. But that's not what God wants you to do, what he's given you. He wants you to multiply what he's given you. And through that, you are being a good steward. And I love this. He says that he gave them these bags according to their ability. And ability means their capacity and their potential. What's in your bag? What did God give you in your bag? Maybe there's time in your bag. Maybe there was a business idea in the new year that God has placed there. Maybe there's a new creative idea that he, that he sparked in you. And maybe some of you needed to step into leadership. And maybe there's some giftings that you started finding out in the beginning of the year. What, what is, God has given you something in your bag. And he's, he's saying that if I've given you something, I want you to be a good steward. I don't want you just to hide away what I gave you. I want you to multiply what I've given you. Amen. And, and again, like I said in the first service, here we find ourselves on the first week of November. And if we had to look back over the last 10 months, maybe God has given you some stuff, but you actually didn't apply yourself. Instead of applying yourself, you dug a hole and put your head in the hole. It's like life is so tough. Life is hard. It's challenging. And what I'm going to do, I'm rather going to hide away. Instead of getting to the point of man, God is saying, I have given you the ability. You have the potential to take what's in your bag and to multiply it. But what's, what's so cool about it is that today, the reason why we're starting this series is for you to just redirect again. You know, maybe you didn't use the 10 months so well, but hey, you still got eight weeks when you can say, man, I'm going to steward the next six weeks or eight weeks that God has given me. And I believe that God is going to add to that. I believe that he's going to multiply that if you just begin to realize that, man, God's given me the ability. Time is still on my side. Amen. In verse 19, he says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled the accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. He said, master, you have entrusted me with five bags of gold. He says, see, I have gained five more. Verse 21, the master replied, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have, be, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. He says, come and share your master's happiness. And verse 22, the man with two bags of gold also came. He said, master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold and I have gained two more. Verse 23, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few. I will put you in charge of many. Come and share your master's happiness. Then he lands to this man. He says, then the man who had received one bag of gold, he said, master, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And his master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Why? Because you didn't use what I gave you. The gifting, God's got to give every single one here. He's given you an ability. He believes in you. The master believed. He says, master, I was afraid. Why, why was he afraid? Who gave him the lie that he needed to be afraid? The master says, I've given you the potential and the ability to take what I've given you and that you can multiply it. Amen. Hello, are you there? And then number two is that why, why, would, why would some people finish strong? And, and, and for me as well, if I look at any of the other years that I've been in Jeffreys Bay, I really feel like this year I want to finish strong. And this year I'm going to finish strong. Why? Because of this principle. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, 
Come on, look at your other neighbor that really wants you to be blessed. Say, neighbor, you got to know the system. Come on, say, neighbor, you got to know the system. All right? Some of you are like, what system are we talking about? All right? So John 16, verse 33. We all know the scripture, but I found something here this week that really just blessed me so much. He says that, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Come on, how, how many would love to have peace? Right? I'd love to peace. He says, and in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Now in my years of being a Christian and reading the scripture, I've always focused on the trouble. You know what I mean? We're going to have trouble. Things are going to be tight, you know. And God and Jesus says, I have overcome the world. But what's really powerful about this scripture is that it's not really so much about the trouble than it is about the world. And what Jesus is saying is that if you are stuck in the system of the world, this system, you will have trouble. And what does he do? He reveals another system. He reveals another kingdom. He says, I have overcome the world. Which means that the system of this world has been designed for you to fail. You try to get up once and it's like everything is against you. You're trying to, I got to pay these bills. I'm, I'm in debt here and I got to do this and I got to, uh, there's so much trouble happening. Why? Because we're stuck in this system. But what Jesus is saying is that, hey, I've got a new system. It's the kingdom of God. And if you step into this system, this system is designed for you to succeed. Come on, that's a good word. I was like, man, I'm going to do that thing, you know. Um, and the Bible says in, in Matthew 6, he says, what it, seek first the kingdom of God. Isn't it? Prior to that scripture, God says that the unrighteous and the ungodly, what are they worried about? They're worried about food. They're worried about clothing. They're worried about the basic things that we need to survive. And those things are honorable, but it's what the system of the world wants you to be stuck in. But Jesus says, I want you to shift your mindset. I want you to shift. You are part of a different kingdom. You are not part of the system of this world. Amen. And, and he says, as you begin to say that, but first seek the kingdom of God, what happens? The things that you need, the, thing that's, the things that is necessary for your existence, what does he do? He says, those things will be added unto you. Which means that I don't engage with God's provision from the system of the world. Because the system doesn't want me to succeed. It wants me to fail. So there's one system that I've applied probably for all my life, but especially this year. I've applied this system, and it's found in Malachi 3 verse 10. It's a system. What does it say? Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And normally when we hear the scripture about tithing and giving, what do we do? Whew, this is a heavy one for me. They're going to speak about money again, right? But can I, can I set you free this morning? Is that okay? Can I set you free from this? This scripture, when it was written... It was never intended for you. So some of you are like, oh, finally, I don't have to pay tithe. This is so wonderful, right? It was never intended for you. It was never written down the barrel to look 2,000 plus years and say, Wave Point Church is going to start, and they need to hear that they need to bring the tithes and the offering to the storehouse. You know who this is for? This was written for people that were in covenant with God. This was for the covenant people of God, the Israelites. God says, if you follow this system, if you follow this system, what's going to happen? I will open up the windows of heaven. I will pour out such blessing for you. 
that you cannot contain. And he says this, now test me, try me in this and see if I will not do that. Which means what is God saying? My system works. But this system is only for covenant people. And then I begin to realize, I'm in covenant with God. And if I apply this system, I will see the same increase and return that the Israelites receive. Amen. So I, was, I saw this and I was like, mm, this is a good, this is, come on, man, I got to get in the system, right? Today when you go home and you're going to have your lunch, once you finish eating and you go have your afternoon nap, what happens? There's a system that kicks in. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter uh, what the system of the world is saying. Because you've eaten, there's a certain system that takes place. And it's exactly when we, when we bring our tithes to the storehouse, when we bring our finances to the storehouse, if we are in covenant with him, that system has to take place. It doesn't matter what the world throws at you. It doesn't matter what the trouble it brings at you. You're stepping into a different dimension. I hope that sets you free this morning. I hope that when we speak about finances from the front, that it sets you free and saying, I am a person that's in covenant with God. Amen. I had a, uh, during the conference, the end of this month, we're going to be married for 20 years. Hallelujah. Woo. That's a long time, right? One woman. My gosh. I don't know how she stayed married to me. You know what I mean? Uh, but she did. She's still here. You know what I mean? Um, and we're going to be married 20 years. And, and how many know you want to do something special for your wife for 20 years, isn't it? Uh, I hope she's doing something special for me. But, you know, as guys, we want to do something special, right, for our wives. Uh, and when you want to do something special, it normally costs money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, the restaurant, King Kitchen Windows, they don't take special. <laughs> they take money, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, I'm here to do something special for my wife. Come in, please. <laughs> You're like, no, you need to pay, all right? So um, during the, the week uh, uh, meetings that we had with uh, Pastor Quissy, I had some money, and they were talking so powerfully about uh, reaping and, sorry, sowing and reaping and paying your tithe. And I've been sitting with people over the last weeks or so, and when we talk, I asked them how was the conference, the first thing they say to me is, they spoke so much about money. It sounds to me like people that are not in covenant with God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't understand how the system works. So immediately when somebody speaks about that, you're like, oh, that's not for me. And that's okay. But in that moment, I knew that it was for me. I knew that God was speaking to me. And they were giving out these envelopes. Remember the envelopes? And then you got to scan the code. So I took my phone out, had the envelope, I scanned it, and it's that 401 error. You know the error, it's like, you, you, this doesn't work. And I was like, maybe God doesn't want me to sew tonight. Maybe I'll sew <laughs> the next night. So I, I tried it again, and vrachtach, the thing went through. And I was like, God is telling me I need to sew, right? And I'm telling you guys, I'm here to testify to you this morning, that the 20 that I needed, the same amount that I put in was exactly a hundredfold return. Amen? You can do the math on that, hallelujah. It's not 200 rand, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. So last week when I was in, there in Durban, I felt God was saying to me that the increase of 2024 is directly related to your investment in the kingdom. Let me say that again. The increase that you are trusting God for in 2024 is directly related to your investment in the kingdom of God. How does that work? People think when we take up offerings and we take up tithes that we're asking for donations. We're not asking for donations. The kingdom of God doesn't work on donations. Why? Because when you donate donations, it doesn't heal harvest. 
you can donate and donate into the SPCA and the YMCA or uh, whatever the A's are. You can donate money in there, but you will never get a return from there. You'll never yield uh, a harvest from there. And why? Because the kingdom of God doesn't operate on donations. It operates on a system, a system that says, if I tithe into this, the system kicks in and it has to work for my advantage. Hence me saying that whatever we invest in God's kingdom is going to release the increase that you're expecting for 2024. Come on, that's a powerful word. I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take that one. I'm going to go tell my bank manager, you know, here's the word of the Lord for 2024. So just so that you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm almost finished and, and I wanted to quickly touch on this one guy, the Apostle Paul. We all know the Apostle Paul. He, the Bible says he, we know that he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's like the OG. He's the guy that we look to. You know, we talk about the grace of God. He's that guy. You know what I mean? And I love in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. This is Paul. He says, I fought the good fight. He says, I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. He says, I finished it. He says, and what he's trying to say to us as believers, he says, you can do it too. What is that? Hallelujah. Oh, kids' shirts, my bad. I was like, oh, it's a sign. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> but Paul, Paul is saying, he says that for us as believers, every single one of you here, you can finish strong. He says, you can, he says, I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. But isn't it easy when we read that to think that because Paul was a great man of God, he had an encounter with Jesus, it was probably easy for him to finish the race, isn't it? Paul probably had a fantastic prayer life and therefore he finished the race. But when we read in 2 Corinthians 11, we see that, oh, this guy's life was, was tough. This guy's life was hard. He says, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in dangers from, in dangers from, it's like, Paul, we get it, bro. You were in danger. I mean, like, you don't have to say it so, so many times. And he says, I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. And he carries on, he carries on. And then you think that, how is it that a guy gets to 2 Timothy and he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And Paul, what he's saying is that you've probably gone through some tough times in the first half of this year. Maybe you faced some tough battles. Maybe that job that you started in the 1st of January didn't work out. Maybe that business idea that you had, it just didn't work out. A family member passed, passed away. There was some sort of disappointment where it was just like, man, I don't think I want to carry on with this year. For some of you, it already happened in January. And in January, you already gave up on this year. But here we are today. It's the first week of November. And Paul is saying, you can still finish strong. Paul is saying, I know what you're going through. I know you're going through a tough time, but you can still finish strong. He says, you can get your momentum back. So that as you step into the new year, you step with momentum into the new year. Amen. And how many know that if you, were, if you were one of the guys that were walking with Paul back in the day, don't you think you would have finished strong as well? Isn't it? Because you're walking with Paul. You're hanging out with him. He's, he's writing all the letters to the church. And it's just amazing. They see signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Don't you think you'd, you'd do that? But look at this. 
there was a guy by the name of Damas that was one of the fellow workers with Paul. And he was going through some of the lows and the highs with Paul's ministry. We find out in Philemon 1 verse 23, we hear, we hear about him in Colossians. They write, they say, oh, dear friend, look, the doctor and Damas send greetings. But in 2 Timothy 4 from verse 9 to 10, we read a different account. He says, do your best to come to me quickly. And he says, why? Because for Damas has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. He was with Paul. He went through, he saw all the things, but he deserted Paul. And why did he desert Paul? The Bible says, because he loved this world. He loved the world. And therefore, he didn't finish strong. So here's the thing. For us as believers, when we read the scripture like that, we can easily think that, well, it must be worldly people that love the world. But I'm telling you, in the day and age that we're living right now, he's speaking about believers. Because Damas was with him. And although he was with Paul, he was with the man of God, he still loved the world. And it was the thing that stopped him from finishing strong. I want to tell you to today, church, is that if you are a believer and you still love the things of the world, you're not going to finish strong. You're not going to finish strong. And we're talking about finishing strong this year to step into the new year. But I'm talking about eternity. If you're going to love the things of the world and still be in with what's happening with the culture of the day, and we think that, hey, Sunday we can come here, lift up our hands and, and whatever, we're playing around. You are not going to make it. But like I said, we still have eight weeks. We still have six plus weeks where we can make a decision today and say, God, I'm still partaking in the things of the world. And today I need to redirect. Today I need to walk away from these things. Why? Because I want to make it. I want to make it through life. I don't want people, I don't want to a year from now say, well, I used to be with Pastor CJ. I used to be with WavePoint. But everything has moved forward in WavePoint. Everything has moved forward with Pastor CJ. But you're still stuck at the same place that we preached this message in 2023. Make the decision today. And say, man, I'm going to finish strong. The things of the world, I need to get rid of those things. 1 John 2 verse 15 says, he says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. I get, you get tons of people, we love the Lord and bless you, brother. This, the Bible says, if you love the things of the world, then the love of God is not in you. If there's anything else that you remember this morning is that I gotta get rid of the world. I gotta get out of the system of the world because the system of the world is not designed for you to succeed. It's designed for you to fail. And it will allow you to fail in this year, next year, and if you are not careful, it will do that into eternity. But if you step into God's kingdom, <laughs> if you step into covenant with God, it's a completely different So here we see that don't let the things of this world stop you from finishing strong. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do over the next eight weeks to finish strong? I know some of you asked and got up and, hey, what are we going to do, Pastor? I'm going to, I'm going to give you some points. The number one thing that we're going to do is we're going to reflect. We have to reflect. Look where you are right now today, and you need to reflect on the last 10 months of 2023. It's important. We have to reflect. Number two, it's time for us to redirect. You know when you put the, the address into your GPS, 
And when you get off course a little bit, what does the lady say? Reroute, reroute. You know that little reroute, reroute, reroute. God gave you an address at the beginning of the year. He gave you a marker of how far you need to go, where you need to go. But somehow in the course of the year, you've lost your way. Maybe even last week, maybe even two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you lost your way. And this is the moment right here today. Say, God, I need to reroute. I need to redirect. Holy Spirit, help me so that I can redirect. And as soon as you turn your car to the right, what happens? That voice comes and says, I'm rewriting you because you're going to go this way so that you can get back onto your original course. And I believe that is almost like the Holy Spirit that speaks to you. It says, hey, I'm going to get you back to where you're supposed to be. The Bible says he'll show you things. He'll, he'll open mysteries uh, to you. Amen. And number three is that, oh, I, I got to mention this. I didn't, I didn't mention this in the, in the first service. But when I was busy preparing and thinking about this redirection and rerouting, I just had the sense that, for some of you, it maybe feels like you've gone completely off-road. You know, like when you get onto a bucky and you're off-road and it's like everything's just shaking. It's dust everywhere and it's just chaos. And you're like, how did I end up here? I started so well in the beginning of the year. And look where I'm now. I've just gone off course completely. God is saying this morning that he's going to redirect you. He's going to get you back onto your direction. And you will see the hand of God over the next eight weeks on your life supernaturally supernaturally don't listen to the world don't tell don't let them whisper in your ear and say ah, you know what just just cool down just you know the year it's been such a tough year why because they want to keep you in that place you don't have to stay there you can still end and finish the year strong amen number three what we're going to do is we're going to take action we're going to take action you've been taking notes the whole year you've been listening to posts on instagram the whole year You've been going on TikTok the whole year. There's so much word that God has given you, but you haven't taken action on those words. Amen? I want to tell you this. Stop looking for people to rally around you. Stop looking for people to rally around you, and all, they, all you want them to say is that, oh, yeah, it's been a tough year. Oh, man, don't be so, don't be so, oh, come now. Stop looking for people to rally around you and tell you what you want to hear. It's time for you to take action take action this next eight weeks take action i'm telling you you're going to set yourself up you're going to prepare yourself so that you can go into the new year with momentum amen